Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, wherever you are in the world. Live from Boston, this is Vit Friends Blog Talk Radio. It's very rare that we do a morning show, but with our special guest, we had to do this for you. And again, this is June. It's we're midpoint of the Vitiligo Awareness Month, and we're doing all that we can to celebrate Vitiligo. Wearing our purple, wearing our T-shirts, wearing our purple lipstick, wearing our purple hair, and doing all sorts of things. And folks are celebrating across the globe. I mentioned yesterday that I got a. Uh, information from the Bangladesh Vitiligo group. I've heard from the Caribbean group. I've heard from various groups, and we are celebrating ourselves because guess what? Folks don't often celebrate us, so we are doing it for ourselves. And so one of the things we decided to do with our live blog talk radio show is to feature our young people, and my co-host Mark of North Carolina is featuring uh, adults and talking about vitiligo and talking about love, but I have the pleasure, the esteemed pleasure of uh, interviewing, and I hope you get a chance to listen to the ones that we've done before. They're all there for you, uh, recorded on our um, blog site, so you can go at them at any time and listen to them. Again, we're celebrating 10 years, 10 years on our blog talk radio show. And this morning, it is my pleasure, my pleasure to introduce and to talk a little bit with April Starr, and she is out of uh, Florida. And, you know, I was talking to someone this week when we first got introduced to this little young lady, little young lady, um, she was We saw her on the, I believe it's the Oprah Winfrey Show with model Winnie Harlow. And ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you now, and she can tell you who she is, how old she is, where she is in life. Uh, This young lady is, again, model April Starr. Welcome, April, to Blog Talk Radio. How are you? Hi. Hi. Good morning. I'm good. I'm good. I hope everybody else is good out there. Tell us who April is well um to kind of sum it up um i got vitiligo when i was five years old and instead of you know i guess most kids my age that would have vitiligo hiding or trying to find you know ways to cover it i guess i would say i embraced it more and i started taking pictures of myself and posting on different social medias and it kind of just blew up from there and i started um spreading awareness about it because no one knew, like, what it was or anything about it, and I wanted to know more. So I kind of just put myself out there so that I can, you know, be kind of like a guide to people that are younger than me or my age that have been like that think that they can't, you know, do what they want to do, but so, they can. So let's hear this again. You first had vitiligo at age five? Yes, ma'am. And were you, uh, was your family aware of what this condition is, or did they go to the doctor and found out what? Um, I had a scar on my forehead, and it it, was, it stayed white for, for, like, a while. So my mom ended up taking me to the doctor, and when they told her what it was, she kind of had a panic attack because she didn't know what it was. She never heard of it before. 
So she mm-hmm. had like a panic attack, and you know she kind of like she she didn't know like she know what it was. So that's when my family just went into research mode and did everything they can do, started finding like you know people that outside of that can relate to me, and it kind of just went off from there. Did you, did your mom seek out treatment, or did the doctor recommend that you do some kind of treatment for it? My doctor, when I was like. When I had it for about two years and started spreading more, my doctor, mm. um, they they wanted us to do a laser treatment that was um, experimental. And mm-hmm. I did it for about a year, and my vitiligo went completely away. And I stopped doing it. I just said to my mom, I said, I don't want to do it anymore because I don't have a problem with the way I look. So I didn't want to do it anymore. And as soon as I stopped doing it, like a week later, all my vitiligo came back. Like, oh, boy. Like a week later, everything came back. Oh, my goodness. Now, how old were yeah, you at so, that point, do you think? How old were you at that point? At that point, I was, like, when, seven or eight. I was starting, like, first grade, kindergarten, I think, and that's when it really, like, it came back even stronger after the treatment. And, you know, my family did their best for me and um, helped me through it. Mm. And we just went from there. Now, now, how old are you right now? Um, I just turned 15 April 3rd. Fifteen, and are you in um, what grade? I'm going into my sophomore year in high school, William tenth grade. Awesome, awesome. Now, your your years in those elementary grades, did you experience any bullying? Kids bothering you, pointing out your vitiligo, teasing you, anything? Um, since I moved from um, one place to another in elementary school. People that, like, knew me at my old school, they kind of knew me already, so it wasn't, like, new to them. But when I moved to a mm-hmm. new school, it was very, very new for everyone that was around me because I'd never seen anybody with a little before. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. that they were bullying me. It was more, like, treating me differently, staring, you know, not mm-hmm. – I mean, we were kids didn't know any better. So what I did was right. just try to educate them and tell them, like, oh, this is what I have. You know, it's not contagious. It's not a big deal or anything. And I think that's mm-hmm. what will help people understand more, was that they just were kind of clueless of what I had. They didn't know, like, what to do or, like, how to act around me. And I just had to, like, mm-hmm. make it clear to them, like, you know, it's okay. I'm fine. I'm not, like, you know, it's it's, it's not really as big of a deal as people make it out to be. So I just but you to said, to them. But you said you had vitiligo at age five. So let's go back a bit to, say, your um, kindergarten um, coming into kindergarten and first grade, I could see kids on on the playground not wanting. You know, did you experience any of that in yeah. those earlier? Tell yeah. us about that. When I had when I first got vitiligo when I was like younger, it was only on my forehead and on my like back and stuff. So people didn't mm. see it as much as they do now. So like people would really didn't see it except when it was on my forehead. And even then, kids were like, you know. They would, they would stare at me a lot, and they would make jokes, but not in, like, a mean way, but they would make jokes that would hurt my feelings at the time. And, again, I was mm. just like, them, like, oh, this is what I have. But before, even when I was, like, little, 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 you know, like, kindergarten, I would just try yeah. to ignore it, and I would just go home, and, like, I was always, like, you know, I was kind of, like, really sad for a little minute because I didn't mm. feel like I didn't want to keep explaining myself to people, like, to strangers. Yes. But that's yeah. when I realized, you know, they, they don't know. There's, there's nothing that you can do. People have been like, like people still don't know yeah. what like is. So, again, and I'm this is, people. And, 
Go ahead. And I just had to educate people and, you know, hope for the best. And if they didn't get it, they didn't get it. And I guess that's kind of why I blew up so big because I won't plan, I just kind of didn't care, you know. Yeah. It was like, if you don't get it, that's fine. You'll get it. Moving on. Wonderful. Wonderful. You had just this strength, it sounds like, from a very young kid. You had this strength. You sort of knew who you are. You you knew yourself, and you're strong from very young. That's beautiful. Thank That's you. Beautiful. I give a lot to my family, though. They, they yes, me absolutely. So, again, to our friends who are listening, um, whether you're in Australia, whether you're in Russia, whether you're in the Caribbean, Florida, uh, we have friends now in Nevada. Listen, you're, again, listening live to Vitiligo. With uh, friends, Blog Talk Radio is celebrating Vitiligo Awareness Month with our special guest this morning, who is April Star out of Florida. And um, so going through those years, now you're 15, now you're a sophomore in high school. What have you been doing? We've seen Gap. We've seen all of that. Tell us how you got into the modeling uh, uh, TV industry. Tell us how you got into that. It really all started with Instagram, and my sister actually, she was modeling, like, her small companies on Instagram. They started recording me and posting me on her page, and then everyone was like, oh, my God, make an account for her. Like, she's so pretty. So she made an account for me, and it took off from there. Like, the first night I had, like, 500 followers, and everybody was like, oh, my God, like, who is this little girl? And from there, it kind Mm. of started off, like, you know, people was reaching out to me to take pictures for their clothes and sending me clothes to model in. And we just took pictures. Literally, my sister would literally take a sheet and hang it up on the wall and then take pictures on the sheet as, like, a backdrop. And that's really where it wow. started from. We just took some pictures in the room with, with our phones, anything that we could find, and just posting, posting, posting so people could really do it for our so people can see, like, you know, you know, this is what it is. And it kind of went off from there, really. That's beautiful. Now, how did you connect with model Winnie Harlow? Well, with Winnie, we met um, just because it was crazy to me because when I first saw Vitiligo, she was the first person that I saw with it, her and Sean Ross. Not that he was Vitiligo, but, like, the first people that I saw that were different, that were actually, like, modeling and doing big things. And I was watching her on America's Next Top Model and it was just crazy. Mm-hmm. It was like, she's like me, and she was, look what she's doing. Like, she's modeling to return secret, and it was it, it, it amazed me. And, I like, she was like a robot. I looked up to her. I, I would post her on my Instagram page when I was little, and, like, meeting her was crazy. So when we met, we yeah. had an instant connection because, yeah. you know, it was almost like she she understood me. Like, yeah. she knew where I was going, and she understood where I wanted to go, like, where I wanted to be. And she understood my place because she was where I am. So we had that instant connection when we met, and that was amazing. Beautiful. And I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, where I first saw you was on, was it the Oprah show or was it somebody else's show? It was the real, the real daytime show. That, that was the first place you two were together? Yes, it was the real daytime okay. show. That's where we met. Okay, awesome, awesome. Are you still doing any work with Winnie Hollow? Not at the moment, no. We do talk regularly and stuff, but she is really, really busy, so 
Not at the moment, no. We're not doing any work together. All right, tell us about the Gap. It was so beautiful to to see you uh, in the Gap commercial or the Gap posters in the um, Macy's, I believe. Tell us how that came about. The Gap, oh my God, it was so fun. So um, they reached out to me with, with their Beauty and the Beast um, campaign that they did, and um, I flew out to New York, and we did like I think we did like three or four shoots in one day. And it was the best experience of my life. When the photo shoot was mm. over, I just was kind of in shock because I can't believe I just did that. And what's crazy <laughs> is actually, like, a couple weeks later when I went home and it was over and everything because, you know, when you do photo shoots, you don't see the pictures for, like, a couple weeks. So I was sitting right. at home with my friends in the room, and then we were on Instagram just scrolling, and we saw all the ads, and it was me, like, and I was like, oh, my God, mm. that's me. Like, we were, like, just scrolling, and we saw my ads. We went to the mall. We saw my face. That was, like, an experience I would love to relive. Like, that was amazing. Like, seeing my own face. Yeah, um, Those yes. big pictures in the windows in the mall. And it's like, I'm, I have a Lego, and, you know, usually you see, like, it's kind of a stereotype when you see people, like, models in the windows. So seeing me, oh, yeah. like, that was amazing. Yep. You like are that. just as beautiful as them, so you have every right, thank and you. thank God for that thank opportunity. You. Oh, my goodness. When I yeah. saw it, I mean, I froze, and I, you know, took pictures, and I, as I walked away, I looked back at other people that was coming up to the window and, and doing the same thing. Oh, my gosh, they were taking pictures of you. We're just so proud. And for parents that are out there listening, especially those from our pen pal Patch Children's Division. What April is saying is that Vitiligo shouldn't stop you. Is that is that what you're saying? Am I taking words from your it mouth? Shouldn't. What are you saying? It shouldn't at all. It shouldn't yeah. stop you at all. You should just, you know, no matter how you go for your dreams, you, just do it because who's stopping you? Yeah. Well, let me let me go to yeah. another topic for a quick minute. Um. So we were preparing and planning. I was deep in planning for the 2016 um, Vitiligo gathering on the Capitol steps. It was a lot of work. And one of the people I spoke to was Yon Valley, and he said, we got to get Winnie Hollow. So we tried to get Winnie, but, of course, she was busy and whatever. And I don't know how we – how he connected, but what about the little girl that was with Winnie? And we started doing our research. We stumbled upon um, your mom's information. We reached out to your mom, and, oh, my gosh. Tell us about your experience coming to the first national gathering on the Capitol steps, Vitiligo folks coming together in 2016. That's when I met, for the first time, your entire family. Tell us about that experience and what it did for you. I love it. I love going. Um, but my first time, it was crazy to me because I, when I tell you, I've I had never seen a person with Lego in person before that, and before I met Winnie Harlow, I never mm-hmm. used people with Lego around me. I never used to see anybody in my town with Lego. Going there and seeing people around me with such great energy, such great vibes. It was it was honestly it was amazing meeting people my age that I'm still friends with today yeah. that have been like yeah. and you know being able to just be around people that understand what I'm going through and that you know I can talk to them and they actually get it 
that was an experience. That was amazing, and I love that you guys started that, and I hope that it goes on forever. Well, thank you. Well, let me tell you, one of the things when I heard who you were, and I, I didn't hear your voice, I didn't know anything really about you, but I said, oh, my God, it would be nice to have the kids speak. Tell their story. And when I asked your mom, yes. your mom said she'll talk yes. to you. How was that, speaking to an audience of over 200 people? Um, honestly, I, I was a little bit nervous, but once I yeah. saw everyone's face when they looked at me, that all that nerve kind of went away because being around you guys is so like you get like such a support feeling. So it's kind of mm. like talking from a really big family and just like you're sitting around a big old family, you guys are just talking. So it really just came yeah. naturally when I got up there. Now, let me tell you, I I looked around that day in the audience, and I saw tears. I, I saw tears from adults. I saw tears from children just about our coming together. But to hear you speak, to hear um, Alicia, to hear folks um, telling their story and to see, like you're saying, seeing other people that look exactly like you, I saw so much tears of joy that day. What, what was your experience like when you engaged with other folks? For you know, it's really, it's really almost not even almost. It's inspiring to know that people are out there like me because when you have your Lego and you don't see people around you, you kind of feel alone sometimes. Mm. But going out there one day and seeing everyone like you, it just gives you that extra boost of confidence. Like, wow, these people are gorgeous, and you know they're like yes. me, and they're all here supporting each other. So it just gives you that extra boost of confidence that I feel like people are like, oh, they need They need yeah, it. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, here's my last question as, as as along this line of conversation. If there's somebody out there listening to us talk about this Villigo conference, what would you say to them? Is it important for them to come to attend a Villigo conference? I think it is. I think no matter what age they are, if they do have mm-hmm. vitiligo, I think they should make the trip and come, not only to see people that's like you, but to, you know, get advice, to get pamphlets, to listen to, to speakers that come, to to see yeah. people that own businesses that have vitiligo, just to support people that are like us. So I think it's really important for people that have vitiligo to come because I'm telling you, once you go there for that first time, it's an experience you don't want to, like, miss again. So I think, yes, mm-hmm. I really do think if someone has a Lego, they should definitely make the trip and go. Well, thank you for that plug. We we definitely need to encourage people. Yes, groups do different things, with, you know, in their home state, but to come together as a unified body and to see other people, like yes. you're saying, and yes. to embrace, and to, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. It is. Now, you you just said that you're um, in the you're a sophomore in high school. Um, yes. So yes. you, of course, have just gone through this distance learning, online learning. How was that experience for you? Well, it wasn't that bad for me since I've been homeschooled since for about two years. So okay, like it wasn't different at all. It was just doing the same thing I've been doing, except. It was kind of weird because we couldn't leave the house when I was homeschooled. Right. I would go places a lot, and now it was kind of like being homeschooled, but you couldn't leave the house. So for me, it wasn't that bad. Mm. I feel like my friends actually go to school. It was hard for them because they couldn't go to school, but since I'm homeschooled, it wasn't that hard for me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, well, um, I know people with beginning to schools are closing for my my myself. School is done this Friday, and so people would normally normally be thinking about um, vacation and summer plans. I know your family like to get in that car. So with things going on, what are yes. your summer plans? Well, since summer has already started, I'm actually going to California with my sisters, and we're going to go take awesome. my quince pictures because in Cuban tradition, when I turn 15, I have to have a quince, but this year we can do it because we were in quarantine during my 15th birthday. So, mm-hmm. you know, we had a small get-together, and then instead we're just going to go take my quince pictures in California together. Awesome. So I'm really awesome. that. Well, enjoy that, and like everything else, we say, be safe, be safe, be safe, be safe. If you, if I had to ask you this question, I wonder what your answer would be, so let me do it. Right now, at age 15, you're a sophomore, life is going good, well, except for um, COVID-19 and racial issues in the world. What is April's greatest wish? If uh, if I had a magic wand right now, or a genie should come down, what is April's greatest wish? Um, honestly, just to reach out to everyone that's different, and to make them see them how I see them. You know, people just people that are so like lack of you know confidence, just to kind of give them that little push and tell them like you know. You're beautiful, you know, you're worth it, because that can really go a long way. Hearing from someone that, you know, you are pretty can go a really long yeah. way, especially nowadays. My one wish would really just be to reach out to be able to get to everyone. Mm-hmm. We get calls, we get letters, we get emails from parents. I think we had one earlier this week. Parents with um, a new diagnosis for the first time, just like your mom had with you, of vitiligo for their beautiful little boy or girl, and they don't know what to do. What would you tell them? How devastating is vitiligo? Honestly, just try to keep things as normal as possible. I know that sounds kind of weird, but... I would say don't try and, um, you know, don't try and make it seem like your child is, like, you know, like, dying or anything. Like, I would say keep it as normal as possible because it is normal. It's a skin, you know, it's a skin condition. It's normal. So I would say just try to keep it that way because, to me, when my family catches as normal as possible, that's really what helped me. So I would say educate yourself first and foremost. Know what you're dealing with and educate yourself on it, and then keep things as normal as possible because it's normal. Like, you know, just know what you're dealing with. A lot of people yeah. don't do research, and they just, you know, they don't see the facts. And I think people should just research what they're doing first, and then keep things as normal as possible for the kids' sake. Yes. Well, listen. Before you leave me, I know uh, Mom speaks Spanish. I don't know how much Spanish do you know. Um, not that much, actually. I okay, and the reason the reason I it. the reason I asked that is because we have a bit friend, Cuba, 
and I wanted you, if you could, to say happy Vitiligo Awareness Month in Spanish. Is that possible? No, I don't know anything. I'm so sorry. My mom. Where's mom? Where's mom? Where's mom? Do you want me to get her? Yes. Because we have a bit friends, and hello to our bit friends, um, bit friends group in Cuba, um, under the leadership of Professor George. We wanted to say a greeting. I thought um, April knew some Spanish, but um, Mom does. She's not here. Okay, not a problem. That's that's not a problem. So. Why don't you just say greeting finally before we leave? Say greeting to our friends globally who are listening. Give them a message about Vitiligo Awareness Month and to enjoy themselves or something. You have the closing word. Go ahead. Hello, everyone. I love you guys so much. Stay safe during this time. And just remember keep loving yourself. Regardless mm. of what anyone else can tell you, you're beautiful inside and out. And April, I thank you. Can't make a difference. That's right. You're welcome. That's right. I love talking to you guys this morning. Thank you so much. And on behalf of Bit Friends, the Liger Support Group, we love you. Mom will hear from me later this afternoon. Give Dad my regards. Take care of yourself and enjoy your summer. Thank you for your time this morning. You're welcome. You have a good Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, live from Florida. That was my special guest, April Starr, and she's just giving you a little about what she has experienced with her vitiligo, where she's been, what she's done. Oh, my goodness. If you've not seen her picture on that Gap commercial, I saw it in Macy's, and I was blown away. Um, We're just so grateful for her journey, um, for her family support, the incredible people, especially Dad. He's my buddy, my pal, Dave, thinking about you. Yen, you know I love you, girl. Thank you so much um, for listening to us. We are, again, Bit Friends Blog Talk Radio, and it's our first morning show in a very, very long time. But I had to get a hold of this very special guest uh, to share with you. Listen, continue to enjoy the rest of your week. We encourage you to stay safe. Um, COVID-19, they're saying, is not gone away. Uh, so do all you can. Take all the precautions you need to take. And as April said, love yourself. We love you, but it begins with you loving yourself. To all of our young people out there, the children, um, my heart goes out to families in this um, in this time. Some are housebound with, you know, so much going on. I was saying to someone at church, can you think of a mom trying to cook, trying to teach, trying to work, do their work for their job, trying to trying to be the nurse, trying to be the doctor, and and it's just it's just so much. So mothers uh, with young children, our hats are off to you. We stand in support of what you're doing. Please join me tomorrow. Tomorrow is Thursday, the 18th, 
And I will be speaking to Abdiel at 6.30. He is from Nashua, New Hampshire. We love you. Go out and make it a great day, whatever you do. God bless. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.